Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode yo marv what's got you so oh, right? oh. what's that all about i'm sorry man i just i just get so angry when i think about how these credit bureaus be treating some of these consumers out here look see this <laughs> this is what it looks like when you're trying to get negative items off your credit report with the credit bureaus. It looks like hard work, because it is, right? That's why you let the professionals handle it so that you can kick back, relax, and enjoy your life. So look, head over to Francois Capital where we specialize in moving hard inquiries, student loans, charge-offs, collections, bankruptcies, and so much more. And book your free consultation today. The Capital Way. What's going on, you guys? Marvin Francois here. And today we have a very, very special guest that we're going to get into. My guy, entrepreneur and real estate investor, Mr. Joseph Trotter. How are you, my brother? What's going on? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. Thank you for being here. And I'm super excited for this episode because, as you know, on the channel, we talk all things business and personal finance, mainly credit. But we can't talk about credit without talking about some of the great things that you could do with great credit, right? We've talked about Toro. We've talked about Airbnb. But one thing we haven't gotten into yet is one of the greatest wealth builders tools that the nation has ever seen and that is real estate investing so that's another reason why i'm super excited today because with my guy joseph charter we're going to be getting into everything real estate from a to z how to find deals how to finance deals things to look out and avoid for how to find good contractors and so much more so before we get into that if you guys are excited don't forget to take a second take a minute take an hour out of your day right here right here right now to go ahead and slap that like button and show this video some love <laughs> It really does help a lot with the YouTube algorithm in terms of pushing the video out there so more and more people can see it. But without further ado, let's get right into it. My brother, how so, are you? I'm doing great. I'm, this is a long time coming. I'm this, super happy to be here right yeah, now. Most definitely. I got you out the house. You I, did. I, I didn't, I didn't, and especially this early. It's like 10 o'clock right now. I didn't know if we was going to be able to do it, but we're here now. How you yeah. feeling? I feel great. All right. So, I'm excited, so, man. Most definitely. I'm excited to have you here. For those, So for those who don't know you, take a second to, I guess, just introduce yourself to the audience so we can get things going. Yeah, man. Uh, most definitely. So for me... Like you said, my name is Joseph Trotta, um, from Long Island, Valley Stream, uh, now live in Oceanside. Just had a uh, a son, he's eight months old. Congratulations. Yeah, man, very happy about that. So, uh, you know, I've been going, you know, overtime now, mm-hmm. you know, with work. But, uh, yeah, man, so I do construction for a living telecommunications. Dope. Um, work with Verizon, T-Mobile, you know, all the carriers. Dope. Um, put up cell phone service. And then I was introduced into real estate. I want to say it's been three years ago now mm. um and that's kind of like what i've been juggling back and forth with i've been doing you know my construction business and right. then now i got more into the investing side mm-hmm. you know outside of like stocks and things like that mm. but real estate has been like you know kind of like my new bread and butter so um that's really all it's about me man i just you know wake up every day try to work hard mm-hmm. um trying to get that financial freedom yeah, generational I wealth bro. i love it i love it i love it i love, love it love it love it so let's just get it right into it right uh you talked about real estate investing this is a topic that i've been trying to get into for quite some time on the channel because as you know we're i'm very big on credit and credit 
uh, when we talk about credit, credit is not just about getting a nice house and getting a nice car. It's also about leveraging it to invest, right, to create wealth for our family and beyond. You talk about having a son now. Yep. That's your number one priority moving forward. I talked about Toro on the channel. I've talked about Airbnb. But one thing I haven't gotten into is long-term real estate investing, which you're into right now. So before we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of that, talk to the audience a little bit about uh, your introduction into real estate investing and uh, uh, how you got started becoming an investor in the space. Yeah, man, most definitely. So originally um, I was introduced into real estate by my uncle Judge. Okay. who um, is a very, very big mentor in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be in the business I'm in right now had it not been for him. Mm -hmm. Kind of somebody who I always go to gives me like spiritual guidance. Uh, very religious man. Mm -hmm. um, family first type of guy, but extreme, extremely hard worker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's always guided me in the right direction to go as opposed to some people who, you know, they make that left. They don't have that mentor in their life or, or that, that guidance. So he right. was the one who got me involved. Um, in real estate to begin with. Actually, my first property that I ever purchased was a triplex. Okay. That was with him. That was it. Okay, damn. Yeah, along with my other cousin, uh, Chris. Okay. Um, You know, we were sitting down, and uh, he was he just brought out this spreadsheet. And he's like, I just want you to look at this or whatever. And, you know, he always had real estate because the business that he owned, he had this this block uh, in Freeport. It's a town uh, mm -hmm. by me. Mm -hmm. And um, he owned like three pieces of property on it. His office was one. He had the warehouse and then he had storage next door. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was going to work for him. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is just, you know, the shop, not thinking much of it. But right. when he actually ended up selling his business, he still had people paying him because he owned the property. Right. So I'm like, damn, like, it's kind of crazy. Right. So he wasn't even worried about, you know, he had a bad partnership or whatever. And then they had a falling out. He ended up you know, doing better than he was. But right. at the time, it was, you know, for him, he was under a lot of stress. Like, he's like, damn, well, you know, what's up? But he really, that's what I was thinking his mindset was. But every time I talked to him, he was kind of like calm about it. Right, right, right. Because he still owned the property. So although right. he lost the business, he still had assets. Mm -hmm. So he explained that to me and he sat me down and showed me these numbers. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, the, that's why you see a lot of people make all this money and then they lose it because right. they don't know how to make it real. Right. And by making it real is... You're putting your money in not only real estate, but just investments like you're putting your money in investments that are going to pay you for a lifetime. Right, right. Once you told me that, it was game over for me. So now I'm like, okay, you know, I have a great job right now. I'm doing well for myself. Thank God. Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of having this money in like an index fund account with my financial advisor, I'm like, let me put some of this to work for, right. for my kids. Right. This is before I even had a kid. Right, so right, he already right. had me in the mindset three years ago, like, you're going to have kids. You need to start doing this now. Right. So I'm like, all right, bet. Let's do it. Got you. Um, <clears throat> so he got me involved, started teaching me how to like break down some numbers and things like that. Mm -hmm. We did. And um, I bought my first triplex with him. Mm -hmm. After I bought my first triplex, um, now I, I felt like I was like powerful. I'm like, damn, I own the world right, right now. Right, 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 right. You know, and um, I started doing more research. And then that's what really sparked the flame for me. And then from there, you just took off. Yeah, man. That, that's what really sparked it for me. Gotcha. Um, you know, my relationship with him and him introducing me to real estate. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, so and uh, how many properties are you sitting at right now? Right now, I have 10. 10 properties. Okay, yeah. got you. And all of them are in New York, or are they spread out? They're all, I do all of my investing out of state. Everything's, uh, really? Everything's in Pennsylvania. I don't do nothing in New York. Everything is in Pennsylvania. I'm a little fish, man. <laughs> I can't touch New York. You know, so I, I had to work with, I had to work with, you know, what I could afford. Right. Makes sense. Um, You know, and I, I wasn't a big, see, see me, there's long-term investors, and there's, there's investors that, for more or less what I do, like, I'm in it for the long term. Right. But, I utilize the birth strategy. Right. That's like my bread and butter. Right, right, right. So the first property I bought with my uncle was a long-term investment, like traditional, um, you know, 20% down, 
Mm-hmm. You hold the you hold the crib until it's paid off mm-hmm. in fifteen twenty. What was years. the purchase price of the property? One fifty five. One fifty five. So you had to put down about. We had to put down twenty percent. I think it was like forty grand. with all said and done. Gotcha. Between the three of us. Okay. But I'm saying to myself, damn, if I did this like another two three times this year, mm-hmm. I have no bread. So I'm like, I got to work to get the down payments. So mm-hmm. then I started doing research and I found out about the birth strategy. Right. That's when it changed the game for me. Right. So after I found out about the birth strategy. Um, for people who don't know, it's buy, mm-hmm. uh, rehab, mm-hmm. rent, refinance, repeat. Boom. So what I'm doing is now I ran into a gentleman named Doug Dept. Uh huh. Which is my guy. At the big du- shout out to Doug Dept, man. Shout if out to if Doug you know, Depp. you know. Yeah. If you know, you if know. You is know, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. Doug Dept. Doug Dept sharpened the blade for me. Right. So um, also shout out my partner Lenny. Cause everything I did, me, me and him are like entrenched like this. All my properties are with him. Very dope. That's like that's like my my numbers guy, guru. Love it. Um, you know, shout out Len. Couldn't be here today, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, he's doing his thing. He's working. He's workaholic. Yeah. Always working. Um, but back to Doug. So I originally found Doug on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Doug again, and um, I went to his ride along. Mm-hmm. It was in Philadelphia. It was dope. I went by myself. Didn't even know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get in a room with him. Nehemiah Davis is there. Didn't mm-hmm. know who he was. He's screaming, going, shout out Neo. Heavy hitter. Big, big um, mindset guy for me. I, I follow both of them. Very motivational for right. me. Um, so I'm in the room, whatever. There's like 20 people there. Mm-hmm. They bring out this big bus. We're sitting inside. <laughs> they, have, they have breakfast for us, like everything. And we're eating. I'm like, all right. Like not knowing the sex. He drops his pack in front of us. Right. Neo comes sprinting out of like, I don't even know where he came from. I, to this day, I still laugh. I think he dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> he's screaming. He's like, he's like, I'm a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm a real estate investor. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm like, damn, like all these affirmations. Now right. My blood is flowing. I'm like, yo, what's up with this guy? I'm about to run through a brick wall. <laughs> Whatever. So we start going through the packet and he has like all these goals, like, you know, what we want to do and, and, and um, you know, how many units we want, how much money we want per month, you know. Money comes to me easily, frequently, abundantly. Right. You know, it has to work or it has to work. Like, I still live on that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's days I wake up and there's things that I look at and I'm like, damn. But then I'm just like, yo, it has to work or it, it has, has to, to work. work. It right. has to. So, you know, that that was huge for me. So I went on that and then Doug, you know, he gave us the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he took us around uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he showed us, like, projects from start to finish. Right. How everything went with construction and things like that. Right. So I'm like... Damn, this is crazy. Like this, this dope. This is real. This, yeah. this is what I want to do. So, right. right after that day, drove home from Philadelphia, super inspired, like mm-hmm. even more than I was. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of had a direction. Right now, like my uncle put me onto the game. Right. Then I met Doug. He sharpened the blade. Now it's something. Now to take I kind of need. Now I know where I'm going a right. little bit. So now right. I know what to look for. Right. So I let like six months go by. I'm searching, researching, building a team. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking for property managers. I'm looking for real estate agents. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for wholesalers. I'm looking for contractors. I didn't care if they didn't even build a house yet. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk to somebody just to get the numbers down. Um, I'm going over the analytics, everything. I got. I became obsessed with it. Right. Six months go by, and I'm like, right, I think I'm ready to do this. Right. Doug, sorry. Doug comes out. I knew I was going to do it at least once. <laughs> Doug comes out of nowhere and drops an A&E class. Right. It's like a 60-day um, A&E, like, advanced mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I got to do this. Just before I dive, like, I'm a, I'm big on, I'd rather spend the money up front to educate myself. Oh, definitely. So when I dive, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Right. So I was like, all right, no doubt. I 
take his A&E class. And that was like what I needed. Like mm-hmm. in depth, um, you know, we had more of like a one-on-one with him. Like mm-hmm. there was a, there was few people in the class, but it was all online. So it was like you had, you could ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew I came from the ride along. So they kind of knew I had a general knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really set me off. So after that happened, mm-hmm. um, last year was, was Lenny and I's first year investing. We went and we did, mm-hmm. um, nine units in, in, I Sheesh. think it was like 10 months. Sheesh. Just from, just from that. And what we would do... And this is last year during COVID. This is last year during COVID. Crazy. Okay. So what we were pretty much doing was um, we were buying properties, mm-hmm. but cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the contractor in there. Mm-hmm. Once the contractor was done, we were renting them Section 8, mm-hmm. going right to the bank, getting 80% LTV, mm-hmm. taking our money back, and then some. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. That's what we were doing. So that uh, that's really what's, that's what sprung me right, right. there. Son, you know I pulled you over today? Because I was doing 90 and a 40 and hit three people along the way. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. What I do care about, though, is uh, checking our system. Seems like you got a 580 credit score, right? Now, normally, I'd give you a ticket for this, but instead, I'm going to give you a link to a website called francoiscapital.com, right? It specializes in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, collections, student loans, addictions, and so much more. So when you leave here, head over to francoiscapital.com and book your free credit consultation today, the capital way. All right, so. All right well, thank you, officer. What the hell is this? Are you even a cop? Have a good day. Man, 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 man. So what's dope about that is is so many different things. For one, like you said, you talked about mentorship, right? You had a mentor before you even truly, I guess, knew exactly what a mentor was through your uncle. I forget, yep. uncle, uncle Doug? My uncle Judge. Uncle Judge, there yeah. you go. Uncle Judge, he, he kind of was like the, he kind of helped you get your feet in the game. Yep. And then from there, you were able to find Doug Depth. And like you said, he was able to help you sharpen your sword and really break it down to basics for you. For sure. And then from there, you were able to circle back a couple months later with you and your, your, your friend Lenny and took off nine properties. Mind you, this is during COVID. This is a time where people think, you know, we can't make money and everybody's locked up in the crib. And meanwhile, you you going crazy in Pennsylvania, yeah. buying property after property, using a burst strategy, wash, rinse, repeat. I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, Last year, like you said, buying as many properties as you did, I think with nine properties in, uh, in in those couple of months. Talk about some of the biggest lessons you learned as a newer um, investor that, you know, now you could now if you could share with someone else who's looking to get in the game that you could share with them. Right. To kind of also help guide them if they were to come to you. For sure. So that's a big question I get because I have a lot of people even from my town. Mm-hmm. Um, some people on Instagram, they see me do some things and. uh they always ask me like, yo, what what would you right? What would you tell me? So I'm like, all right. So first of all, I don't do in-state investing. I do out-of-state investing. Completely right. different game. Um, it's not. I say it all the time. If I lived in Philadelphia, I don't know where I'd be right now, but I know I'd have a lot more than than ten units. Okay, I know I would. Right. Um, it's because easier. It's in the backyard. But for people who don't, like, I had to take a different route, and mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy for it because it is what it is. But what I would tell somebody is. Uh, first and foremost is, is the mentor. Right. Need a mentor. Don't care what nobody tells you. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who's made the mistakes first, period, end of story. That's true. You got to learn from that. Um, number two, if you're doing out-of-state investing, you need a team. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't go and I didn't feel comfortable investing until I had three contractors, mm-hmm. three real estate um, agents, mm-hmm. at least two wholesalers. Mm-hmm. The management company is huge. Right. A management company is so big, I can't even begin to explain, especially if you're out of state. These people, the management company that I use, they handle everything. They pay my bills. Mm-hmm. They get the places flipped over with tenants. 
They get the tenants in. Damn. They vet the tenants. Right. Um, everything. If, the, if something goes wrong with the property, the tenant doesn't call me. They call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a set cap with them. It's $300. Right. Right. So anything over $300 that month that needs to be spent on whatever happens in the house, mm-hmm. they have to call me. I need to approve it. Right. Anything less than $300, do not bother me. Send me the receipt. Get it done. Boom. Period. Damn. End of story. Okay. That's how we run it. Because if it's 300 or more, now you're cutting into my cash flow. Right. I want to know why. Right. If it's less than that, don't bother me. Handle it and but then it, let's keep it going. Exactly. Gotcha. And every single quarter, they report to Lenny mm-hmm. um, how the properties are going. Mm-hmm. Every month, you get like kind of like a pro forma, mm-hmm. uh, they call it. Mm-hmm. You see like how the property's running, things like that. But every quarter, there should be some sort of like um, inspection done at the properties, mm-hmm. photos, make sure everything's copacetic, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, man. It's, it's really, you know, if you want to get in the game, mentor. get a mentor. Um, and then you need really, really, really need to build a team. Right. Uh, it's very important. Man. And we're going to talk more about, you know, you were talking about property management. We'll talk more about that uh, down the line in the interview. But that's huge, huge. right? That's definitely, definitely huge. huge. So now, once again, we're, we're speaking to a lot of new investors. There are a lot of people that, you know, for them, like you you, you know, you talked about mindset. Mindset is a huge thing. And that's the first hurdle a lot of people have to overcome because they don't think that they can get their first property because they may think, okay, well, I don't have enough money or I don't know how to do this. Or, I don't know how to do that. So we want to make it help them to understand it's not easy, but once you understand the steps from there, it's all about taking action. So let's dive more into the steps, right? The first step, right? And the hardest part of of real estate that any investor will tell you is finding the deal, right? Talking about finding the deal. So if I'm a new investor and I come to you, right? I'm like, Joseph, how can I go about finding a deal? What are some different ways that uh, someone who's looking to break into the industry can go about finding their first deal? All right, cool. So, yeah, definitely need a property to be able to get involved, right? Um, <laughs> That's the name of the game. Yeah, man. So, for me, um, and this is this is a page out of Doug's book that I took. Mm-hmm. Doug, um, he always told us, he's like, listen, early bird gets the worm. Facts. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Very, very true. Um, you know, I was waking up. Doug told us he was waking up at like 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, but he was up at 4. Mm-hmm. So, he was doing all his manifesting. He was doing his prayer, his stretching everything, his mm-hmm. affirmations, his goals, and then he was ready to rock by 4.30. Mm-hmm. You can't compete with somebody who's up at 4 o'clock in the morning at 4.30. Looking for deals. Looking for deals. Because, because you know what? You're going to lose it. And and Doug was finding deals at 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even getting in touch with the homeowner until 7, 8 o'clock, but mm-hmm. he was the first one there. Mm-hmm. So that, for, for me, like what I would say is, Lenny and I, we were up early. Mm-hmm. Like we were looking for deals. I was looking for deals on, on believe it or not, on Facebook. True. Uh, Craigslist. Mm-hmm. You have the MLS. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you have access to Realtor.com, Zillow. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I like Realtor the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have wholesalers. Mm-hmm. And the agents are sending you deals. So, like, I never, ever signed a deal with a real estate agent. They mm-hmm. want you to sign this this stupid contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can only work solely with us. Right. Nah, because now you're limiting your, your properties. Right. So, you know, I would say... You got to get with agents. They got to get you in the portal. Mm -hmm. You tell them exactly what you're looking for. They'll send you what they got every day. Mm -hmm. Same thing with wholesalers. You tell them what you're looking for. You can find wholesalers on Facebook. Right. You join the groups in specific areas you're looking in. Mm -hmm. Um, And Craigslist was huge too because Craigslist had a bunch of off-market properties where, you know, the owner didn't want to go through anyone else. They just wanted to sell it. Right. Um, 
So those are, those are some places where you could definitely get started mm -hmm. uh, to find a deal. So now once I get on those platforms, how am I able to know what's a good deal from a bad deal? Because just because somebody's selling don't mean I got to buy it, right? right? It has to make sense for me. So you don't have to do a full numbers breakdown, but just roughly speaking, if I'm looking at the, because obviously the most important thing in business is the numbers, what should I be looking for to know, okay, boom, this is a good deal for me? So it's a process. It is, but once you get the process down, um, it's simple. Mm -hmm. Like I could probably break a property down in 10 minutes to let you know whether or not it's a good deal. Right. Um, but when I first started, my best friend was um, calculator.net. <laughs> you go on calculator.net and it right. gives you like a bunch of different options and links to like specific calculators. Mm -hmm. uh, you could click the rental property calculator, it brings mm -hmm. it up mm -hmm. and you could legitimately plug in all the numbers. So it gives you, um, you know, you'd go from the property cost, mm -hmm. how much you put down, how much you're putting down. Mm -hmm what the rent goes for in that area. If you don't know what the rent goes for in that area, it's usually in, in the description. Mm -hmm. If not, you can go on rentometer.com. Mm -hmm. That gives you like a general of like what's renting in that area. So it'll, you you can find it like that. You put mm -hmm. that rent in. Mm -hmm. I was always on the more conservative side. So if like, if I went on rentometer.com and I was looking for a thousand and they were like, oh, the 85 percentile is 1100. Mm -hmm. I was one with 900 mm -hmm. just to make sure I was covered. Right. You put that in, you put in all the expenses of the property mm -hmm. in this specific calculator. Uh, the taxes, all, all the expenses, everything. If you, property management, vacancy rate, all this good stuff. Right. And then, boom, you click mm. um, calculate. And then what it's going to tell you is how much cash flow you'll make. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you want to be in the positive. Me, rule of thumb, if it's if it's not $300 a door, I'm out. Mm. I got to make at least 300 a door. That's what management, CapEx, everything. Right. That's just a number for me. That's what, right. I, that's what I like to get. Um, so, uh, rentalpropertycalculator.net was huge right. for me. Um, and you could pretty much just plug in the numbers. And then it, it, it breaks down everything, you know, what your cap rate is, what uh, what your cash ca cash on cash return is, mm -hmm. and ultimately your cash flow, which is, you know, what I look at. Most definitely. Um, and that's it. That, that's how I did it. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. So now let's say we, okay, we go on Facebook, we go on Craigslist, we go on MLS, wherever it may be. We do the numbers. Boom. We have the deal. Next up is securing the deal, right? Just because I found it doesn't mean anything. I got I to gotta put the money in place to make sure I get the house unlocked. A lot of times people get discouraged about getting their first uh, real estate deal because it's like, I don't have enough money, right? People think that they need liquid or whatever it may be. And don't get me wrong, having the liquid is great. But, you know, as you know, and as I know, there are so many different ways to skin a cat as, when it comes to financing a real estate deal. Uh, talk a little bit about, if I'm a new investor, what are some different ways I can go about securing financing to lock in my first deal? Well, the first thing you have to do is period. Like, if you're listening to this... Um or you listen to anybody in real estate, you cannot do anything in, in real estate without good credit. Boom. You need good credit. <laughs> like, when I first started with Doug, my credit score was like a 530. Mm -hmm. Like, I was in the cellar. Right. Um, I couldn't get financing for nothing right. with that. So I right. had to fix my credit first and foremost, and that's what I did. Right, right. Um, so if your credit is straight and you're good, um, I believe you only need a 680 to get approved for a mortgage. Um through the business or if you do a personal, have you decide to do it, mm -hmm. that's traditional. But if you don't have the capital to put down like for a full 20% or 25% of the bank wants, you mm -hmm. can always do hard money. Mm. Um, hard money, you only need 10%. You know, they give you lending, they give you lending 90% on each side. Mm -hmm. well, talk a little bit more, sorry to cut you off. What, like, what exactly is a hard money, What is, hard money lender? What exactly is that? So a hard money lender is pretty much, they're, they're not the bank. They're, they're, just a lender who can give you, like, for instance, my hard money lender gives me 100% acquisition mm -hmm. cost, 90% mm -hmm. construction. Boom. Okay. So I'm only coming out of pocket for 10% if I have to do a rehab on a property. Right. They'll give me the money right there. 
so let's say the loan is you know a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I have to give them ten grand down. Mm-hmm. They're they're buying the property for me, and whatever the construction cost, they cover ninety percent of it. All right. So the the hard money is just it's just another lender. It's it's kind of like the bank, but it's I like to think they're better than the bank because it's not as strict as the bank. Okay, got you. So you can get away with a little bit more with hard money. Okay. Um, it's also easy a lot easier to move with hard money because you're not waiting for the bank. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting the loan from the from the lenders. Mm-hmm. You're doing what you got to do, refinancing out of them. Boom, you're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You can also get a lot more capital from them. Okay, got you. You know, like one if you're somebody who has like like nine, ten properties, mm-hmm. and you have a good relationship with them, they're gonna be, they're gonna give you a lot more money than if you would go to a bank. Okay, and so, you also need good credit for them as well. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, the better credit you have, the better rate you're gonna get. But mm-hmm. if you're around a six eighty, you're gonna get approved, depending on how big the loan is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking about a smaller loan, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. But ultimately, like, you really just don't want to play with your credit. Like, I suggest you do not get involved in real estate unless your credit scores a seven twenty or better. Gotcha. Get there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. And and I don't care. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I could do it myself. You're not going to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. People say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in the credit repair game, as you are. I talk to people all the time. Oh, what am I paying you for when I can go do this? Good luck. Right. 90% <laughs> of people call me back. I can't do it. Okay. Right. It, you know, like it, people think like, oh, I'm paying all this money when I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just however you got to do it, whether it's it, it's with a consultant, a company, just do it. Gotcha. Most important. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, cool. So we found the deal. We financed the deal. Now, there's one part of the real estate investing process I feel like I don't hear enough investors talk about, and that's when it comes to dealing with title companies, right? So uh, if you can, talk a little bit about how important title companies are in a part of the process and also a little bit about uh, what exactly title insurance is for new investors who may not know. All right. Title company is like Bible. Okay. Like you should never, ever buy a, uh, a property without title insurance or running the title, period. Mm-hmm. The title is pretty much going to tell you all the information you need to know on a property. So, for instance, you could be buying something that has back taxes for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. You won't even know. You're like, oh, this, this property is a slam dunk. I'm good. Then you run title, and it's like, eh, there's about 50 large here that needs to be paid off before you even get to buy this property. Right. So that keeps you protected. Also, when, like... When you're purchasing a deal with a wholesaler, mm-hmm. it always goes through the title company because you need to make a transaction through somebody who's official. The mm-hmm. title company is the most official. The title company is like kind of like the birth certificate for a human being on a property. Mm-hmm. Like it has every, all the information about, about the property mm-hmm. that you need to know before you buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one thing before you buy anything, you have to run title. Like okay. that's like that's like number one, rule number one. Right. When you're like getting involved, run title right away. Mm-hmm. That'll protect you from anything... You can get in trouble, you know, without a title. <laughs> Trust me. Four late payments, a collection, and a bankruptcy? <laughs> Son, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, you got bad credit. Credit? But what? <gasps> Marvin? How you doing? But what about my cancer? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you beat that. Congratulations, woohoo. But listen, the real disease here is all these negative items you have on your credit report, right? So I'm gonna give you a prescription. Head over to Francois Capital, right? They specialize in moving hard inquiries, student loans, charge-offs, bankruptcies, and so much more. That's FrancoisCapital.com to book your free consultation today, the Capital way. Wait, but did I really beat cancer? Oh, uh, to be honest with y'all, no, I'm not an actual doctor, but uh, Godspeed to you, my brother. <laughs> Peace out. What? Boom, there you go. Okay, so boom, so now we bought the property. Finance the property. Title is bought. Can't work. Can't move without title. Can't move without title insurance. Um, now it's time to get things rock and rolling. Now, obviously, if you're investing in real estate, you're not buying a house that's brand new, fixed up already. You're nine point nine times out of ten, you're buying a property that's going to need either a little bit of work or a whole lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now, this is where contractors come into play, and this is where the game gets really, really interesting, right? Talk a little bit. And you're already laughing because you, you already know the horror stories that come. If I'm a new investor, I, I bought a I bought a, a house that's completely a shell, as they will call it, right? For those who don't know, a shell is basically a house that's completely broken down, completely dilapidated, needs a full rehab from top to bottom. If I buy a shell, first thing I need to do if I want to get things rocking and rolling is I, now that I got it secured, I need to find a contractor. You've been in the space for some time. You've ha- had your fair share of experiences with contractor contractors. If I'm a new investor and I come to you, what is some advice you could give me on how to find the right contractor, things to look for, red flags to you know keep an eye open for, and things like that when it comes to securing a contractor for the rehab process? For sure. So the contracting side, um, like I said, Lenny and I, with our partnership, Lenny deals with more of like the financial side with the bank stuff. This is, this is where I come into play. So this is like the fun part. Okay. Um, it's it's not fun. It is. It could be fun, but somebody always has to make it difficult. Gotcha. Um, so with contractors, rule of thumb, I did not go into a property until I found three. Mm. Three contractors. Okay. Because if you're going into it for the first time, like I, I come from construction and telecommunications. It's mm-hmm. a completely different game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dealing with, you know, I'm putting antennas on top of roofs on commercial buildings. Right. Um, you know, I'm dealing with brick masonry, mm-hmm. steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, cranes, things like that. You know, when it comes to the home, mm-hmm. the construction phase isn't hard, mm-hmm. um, but it was more more or less like the process. Mm-hmm. And I know if like one of my guys at work, if I tell them, hey, I need to replace a cabinet, you know, I know it's going to cost me around thirty five hundred, four grand. Mm-hmm. Somebody charged me eight thousand. Right. I'm probably going to tell them, you know, kick rocks. Kick rocks. There you go. <laughs> With the contracts, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't know. The full breakdown. Like again, my, my uncle Judge was was big. He helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of things from Doug that I could reference, mm-hmm. but I needed to see it for myself. Mm-hmm. So you need three contractors to keep everyone honest. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is when I first started investing in, in Pennsylvania, I was at every single house that I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And I would have all the contractors come there. At the same time or yeah, at different times? At the same time. Interesting. Okay. So what I do in my industry is we do something that's called the bid walk. Okay. So if I have a site that I built right down the street. What I do is I have all the contractors meet me there. Mm-hmm. We take the set of drawings. Mm-hmm. We go over the whole job. Mm-hmm. They have a week to get me back a price. Mm-hmm. And everybody's bidding on the same thing. There's mm-hmm. no, like, whatever. But I wanted them all there so they all knew that there was competition. Because mm-hmm. that's how it is with work with me. That's the only right. way I know how to do it. Right. So with that being said, it kept everyone honest. Mm-hmm. So three contractors was, like, the first thing that I wanted to do. Make sure I had three guys. Everyone just, give me a number just to make sure the numbers, nobody was giving me, like, 20,000. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to keep it all in the same ballpark. Gotcha. Um, that that's how I ran it first. Um, after that, once I got the number, um, I usually didn't always go with the lowest guy. Okay. It was more or less like I kind of wanted somebody like right in the middle. Okay. But if the if the guy in the middle, say my lowest guy was at like thirty grand, mm-hmm. my my top guy was at like forty five, mm-hmm. and this guy's like hovering around like thirty seven, thirty eight. Mm-hmm. I want to know why he's so low. And why the other guy's so high? I want this guy who's high. I'm not even calling him. Okay. Because I know from forty five to come down to thirty seven, thirty. 35, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to do it. Okay. Because he probably doesn't want doesn't want the job. Mm-hmm. But I want to know why this guy's so low. And if he has everything covered that we went over in the scope of work, mm-hmm. I want to know how bad I could beat this guy down. Mm. So I'm like, so what I would do is I look at his number. I go over the scope of work with him. Mm-hmm. And then I call this guy. I'd be like, yo, let me ask you a question. Can you do X, Y, and Z for this price? Now I'm going over this guy's scope of work. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, I could probably do it. Before before you know it, this guy's at 37. By the time I'm done with him, he's at 31. Mm-hmm. So now I'm saying to myself, okay, if I got this guy down at 31 from 37, mm-hmm. maybe I can get this, this guy down at 28. Mm-hmm. 
So I call this guy on the phone. Now we're going over the same scopes of work. Right. Can you do X, Y, and Z for this? Mm-hmm. Ah, man, you know I could work with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I got another property right around the corner. You do a good job okay. here. I take you over there. Boom. Cool. I get it done for 28.5. Right. Bet. That's how I locked it in. Gotcha. So now I'm like, okay, I got my contract. So I could choose between either one of them mm-hmm. now because now the price is substantially lower than what they bid on it for. Right. So I know I'm saving bread. Now. Uh, yeah. So you, at that time, though, it's a little tricky because you need to know what your construction budget is. Right. You know, so that's that's where, like, the ARV comes into play. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at a property, you need to know what it's going to be worth after you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, we can get into that. But um, once I kind of look at that and I get my price with the contractor, mm-hmm. at that point, I, I pick which one I want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get rolling. But once we get rolling with construction, mm-hmm. um, having a good property management company, now it's out of my hands. Mm-hmm. So once I pick the GC, my management company is there managing the work. Mm-hmm. So they're making sure everything's good. Like Lenny and I, we were nuts. Like we were waking up at like three o'clock in the morning, leaving on Saturday, like mm-hmm. driving to PA. Crazy. We'd get there like seven, seven thirty in the morning. We'd run through the property, check everything out. Mm-hmm. We jumped in the car at eleven o'clock. We were home by three. You know, so like that's what we were doing for a while because right. we wanted to make sure that everything we was secure our bet. Right. You know what I mean? So that was important to us. After we went through like four uh four properties, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't been to PA. I bought another four there. I haven't even been there. I sent the management company, they, and do they just every, handle everything. Everything. Good goodness gracious. So, so that's a, you know, that's what that's what comes back to building a team. So right, it, right. like it's kind of like a well oiled machine now, thank God. But mm-hmm. There's definitely been been hiccups, and if you want me to get into that, we definitely could. Oh, got, no, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely hop into that. Well, another question, before we before we go, go dive into that, another question I have about the contractors is, when looking for a contractor to rehab the property, do you usually find a contractor that's like a one-stop shop for all phases of the rehab? Because, you know, obviously with rehab, you have plumbing, electric, yep. you have, you know, sheetrocking, painting, um, flooring, all that, ma- like you talk about masonry. Do you prefer to find a contractor that's like a one-stop shop for all, or do you hire different contractors for different phases of the work? So for what I be- what I was doing in the beginning, uh, we were hiring a GC, just one-stop shop. Gotcha. He was handling everything because we just couldn't be there every single day to manage every every single phase. Right. Um, the things that I'm getting, inv- especially in the beginning, actually, I should say, I think that's the best way for somebody to go. Okay. Um, unless you live in like an area like Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which, you know, like this property right now, I'm looking in North Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done there. Right. But you get beat over the head by using just a contractor to manage all the phases because they're getting 20%, 30% profit on top of what it really costs. Right, right, right. So now, you know, Lenny and I, we, we're working on creating a whole team, which we have in play right now. We're, we're actively looking in the market for flip opportunities. Mm-hmm. We're going to manage the construction all phases ourselves. We're going to GC it ourselves. Mm. But if you're just getting started, well, like I was, I would say hire somebody who could handle all phases. Mm-hmm. This way you're not worrying about pulling permits. You're not worrying about inspections and things like that. They handle all that stuff. You right. kind of pay a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more peace of mind when you're first getting started. Mm-hmm. Got you. So now I want to talk into, to, uh, I want to talk about a part of the business that you talked about earlier. You just kind of referenced back to a couple seconds ago, right? So if I'm a new investor, I just secured my first property. I bought it. I financed it, ran title, rehabbed, right? Now, for you, because, you know, you're, you're, you're starting to become more seasoned, you have a couple properties under your belt, you know, you do the burr, you refi out of there, you take your, your, your the cash, you take your, uh, the, the cash flow, all right, onto the next property, right? But if I'm a new investor now, especially if this is a buy and hold, I have my first property. Now I got to worry about getting tenants in there, right? Now I got to worry about, all right, once I got tenants in there, if I'm an out-of-state investor, how do I manage all this? Talk a little bit about, 
the property management side of it, you know, being an out-of-state investor, having a company that you work with. If I'm a newer investor, what are some steps that I can take to put those systems in place to where I'm not waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because a tenant is calling me because there's a leak in the, right. the, the things like that? So rule number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> rule number one, do not ever, as a landlord, okay. ever, 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 bro, ever <laughs> give a tenant your number. Really? Ever. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait till Lenny to listen to this, bro. He's going to laugh. I got a funny story about that. Okay. Let's so get into it. That was rule number one. Like, okay. Like, I learned that f- from my uncle, from Doug. Mm-hmm. Like, Doug would literally show up to properties mm-hmm. with, like, his boots on and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, little did anybody know this guy, like, is closing in, like, 100 units. Like, right. You know, um, he's showing the properties, like, pretending like he's, like, the handyman. Right. He didn't ever want nobody Never to know that he was a landlord, landlord because... When you do that, mm-hmm. you start getting the phone calls. So right. I told Lenny, I said, listen, we got our first deal, Liberty Street, 1402 Liberty Street. Mm-hmm. We're fired up. Mm-hmm. We, we like, we celebrate. We went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We're thinking like, we think we're like, <laughs> we're like the next Donald Trumps of the world. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, dude, listen, I'm like, do not give, the, he's like, you know, cause Lenny's got a big heart. So he's like. He's like, yo, listen, man. He's like, you know, when the, when the holidays come around, mm-hmm. I want to give them a gift card, right. this, that, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I mean, I'm all for giving back. I love that. Like, right. listen, we'll take we'll take a few hundred bucks off your rent like one month out of the year. Like, I'm into stuff like that because mm-hmm. I feel like it comes back. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, bro, whatever you do, just don't give them your number. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go drop some. We'll have the manager come and go. Mm-hmm. He don't listen to me. He gives, a, he gives the lady his number. <laughs> bro, this lady harassed him. For months. Crazy. He was calling me like, yo, I can't take this no more. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, just block the number. Right. This sounds terrible. Right. This sounds this sounds terrible, but I'm keeping it real. Because right, there's right. too many people like, no, no, no. Block the number. Block the number. Mm-hmm. Give her number to the management company. Let the management company deal with it. Boom. Did that. So it was done. So right. that was like, that was that was the... Game changer. Yeah. Not, well, he was just like... He's like, bro, she will not. He was sending me like her text messages. Like mm-hmm. she was nonstop about anything. Could have been anything. Like, oh, the window doesn't lock. This, that. Mm-hmm. You need to get here. Whatever. So with the management company to get back to it, the management company was huge for us. Especially okay. anybody. Like it's probably the biggest, the biggest part of it because the management company, they manage hundreds of properties. Mm-hmm. So when you're vetting a management, management company, this is, this is huge too because you can go on Google in any area and be like, management company. And they'll just put it It'll give you like... A lot of them. Right. You know, but like you need to find like the ones that we found, they manage the most properties. And some people had turned around like, well, oh, and you're scared that they manage too many properties. They won't be able to manage yours. yours, Right. Nah. I'll take the person who has the most experience Mm -hmm. over somebody who has the least to give me a peace of mind Mm -hmm. 10 times out of 10. Gotcha. And that's what I do with this this company. So I called them on the phone. We called everybody in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, This specific company we used, we called... Uh, we wanted to know how many properties they managed. It was like close to 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to know their, their processes. You know, we wanted to make sure they covered everything, soup to nuts. And these people have access to real estate agents in-house. Mm-hmm. The property management company actually became one of our contractors. Beautiful. They have a whole a construction team in-house. Right. Um, they have access to other subs and contractors. If they're too busy, you mm-hmm. know, we have a great relationship with them. They'll, they'll say, hey, call this guy. He'll come in. He'll take care of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Handymen. This, that, what have you. Um, they have construction managers. So when your project is under construction, they're there taking photos. Love it. The management team is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge, especially if you're out of state. Mm-hmm. If I was doing all my stuff in, in New York, I wouldn't have one because I want to save that 8% <laughs> a month. Right. But 
you pay for the peace of mind. Right. And you know? for you, it's been an absolute game changer. Game changer. Absolute game changer. Okay, okay. So, Marv, Dean Dallas here from the FICO Friendly News. Great performance. You got another 117-point increase for one of your clients. But I want to take a look at the second quarter. It seemed like Equifax tried to put a late payment <laughs> on one of your client's credit accounts. What right. were your initial thoughts on that? Uh, You know, they're a dirty team. Uh, everybody in the league knows that. Um, you know, but ultimately, when you have a system like ours that specializes in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, bankruptcies, student loans, and so much more, you know, you game plan for things like that. You know, we stuck to that game plan and uh, ultimately came out with a W, so it is what Mark, it is. Sheena Shally here. There have been some talks that you guys are going to be looking to recruit some new players this offseason. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> um, you know, I can't really speak on that. I'm going to leave that to the front office. Um, I'm only focused on the guys that we already have in the locker room. But, you know, to anybody that's interested in joining the team, it's really not that hard. You know, all you got to do is head over to FrancoisCapital.com uh, and then book your free credit consultation so that we can get your credit repaired today the capital way. Is that all? All right. Thanks, guys. You have a good one. All right. Appreciate it. Definitely need to get a property. Um, and, you know, like you said, for though for for because obviously the, you 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 have a lot of confidence in the company that you work with. But for anybody else out there, whether they live in Milwaukee or, or Boston, wherever it may be, what are some key things that you were looking for? Um, you talked about experience. Was there anything else in particular that you were looking for when it came to finding the right management uh, company for you? Yeah. So I was just kind of more or less looking for like professionalism. Okay. I wanted somebody who was responsive because there's nothing like being miles and miles away from your investments and not being able to get in touch with somebody. Yeah. These people are extremely responsive. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted somebody who who was tech savvy. Mm -hmm. Talked to a lot of people, like contractors, like, yo, can you send me a quote? Email it to me. What? <laughs> what do you mean what? Email, bro. It's 2021. Yeah. You know, so like I wanted somebody who could do the PDF, mm -hmm. the Excel files, mm -hmm. which they're great on. They mm -hmm. do the breakdowns, everything. You know, we, we get photos sent to us. Um, we get like Excel sheets with like logs and, and how the properties are performing each month. Mm -hmm. Graphs. It's, you know, things that are like really high level stuff we get from this company. That was very important to me because they're super organized as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they checked all the boxes. Like that's, that's really what we're looking for. I mean, I can go and I could find a fault in their system, but for what I need them for, they're great. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually, you know, I, a lot of people ask me like, oh, what property management? Cause I, like a lot of my friends, they all like, they want to invest. Some of my boys are, mm -hmm. um, like, yo, what property management company use me? I'm like, yo, I'm your boy. But like, nah, like, you know, you can't be taking these resources <laughs> from me, you know, like, but I give it up, you know, right. whatever. Cause I want to see everybody win. Like right. that's ultimately what's most important. But, right. um, they're good, man. Like, you know, you got to look for all that stuff and, mm -hmm. and it's super important. They're, they're like, they're like the nucleus to the gotcha. whole thing. So now, uh, uh, as you and I both know, there are different different ways, right, for you to invest in the uh, real estate space, right? The two biggest lanes that we know about is you could either be a buy and hold investor or mm -hmm. a fix and flip. Listening to you talk, clearly you're a buy and hold investor where you fix the properties up, you hold them, you get that month-to-month -month cash flow from rent. Why did you decide to go that route versus the fix and flip route? And what would you tell to somebody who's like, well, I don't know if I want to do fix and flip. Maybe I should do buy and hold. How do you know, okay, I, I, I want to buy these properties and hold on to them for the long term? For me... Um the goal for me is the way I saw it was like generational wealth because okay. that, was, that was my that was one of my uncle's biggest things. Mm -hmm. Like he was like, he's like, listen, he's like the curse, the generational curse needs to end mm -hmm. with your generation. Mm -hmm. it, needs, it starts and ends mm -hmm. because he'll tell you straight up like my uncle had a huge company mm -hmm. um, himself, like out of a garage mm -hmm. with my uncle Stephen, God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. They were partners mm -hmm. and um, he went and took it from. One little small shop in Freeport, he went Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, 
Bawa, which is Baltimore, Maryland, mm. um, all the way on the West Coast. He opened mm. one up in, in uh, California, mm. and he was just, like, killing it. Mm. And there was so much money that was made. You know, he, even to say, like, he's he's doing fine, you know, on paper, his net worth, you know, whatever. He, he's definitely a millionaire on paper, but he, he knows he should have so much more. And he right. was such a giving person. Like, you know, if somebody needed help with their mortgage, boom, he was there. Mm. You know, if family or friends are boom, he was there, you know, and then, you know, times get hard and it's kind of like, ah, right, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where's everybody at? Right. But, um, you know, he's, me, I'm, I'd be more like that. He's not, he's mm. just a crazy, super human being. He's unbelievable. But, right. um, you know, he's always just tell me, he's like, listen, he's like, you have a good job. You have a good opportunity. You know, I wish I was your age when I started doing this stuff. Mm. He's like, generational wealth is like what needs to happen. You need to secure your family. Mm-hmm. So that was a play for me. That's why I chose to do buy and hold. Right. Because my company with work, you know, like I said, thank God, I was extremely blessed with a, a crazy opportunity that a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, so my money coming in was was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I need to go park this money for future. Mm-hmm. So now I look at it like Lenny and I, we got, we have 10 units over nine properties. Mm-hmm. Um each one of our properties right now are probably worth, I'd say, roughly 125k a piece. Mm-hmm. Not expensive properties. I mean, I'm in the hood, mm-hmm. everywhere in, in where I'm at mm-hmm. in in PA. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, you know, once I get to 10 properties, that you know, you're looking at over a million dollar portfolio. Right. Once everything's paid off, you know, we have 20 year notes on these things. Right. So I'm looking at it like my son was just born eight months ago. Mm-hmm. By the time he's 20, he's going to be getting into, you know, what everybody likes, the biggest the biggest scam in the world, aside from insurance, which is college debt. Mm-hmm. The biggest scam. You know, if my son wants to go to school, 20 years from now, when he turns around, he's like, Pop, you know, I have over 100 grand worth of student debt. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I do this? You know, I'm going to call Lenny on the phone. I'm going to be like, yo, bro, let's refinance one of these properties. I got to pay off my kid's school. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Right. It's done, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's done. Like, I got that. Like, I'm waiting for it. gives me goosebumps right now because 20 years from now, I want to be able to. I may not even be here, bro. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know what could happen. Right. But my wife, mm-hmm. she could turn around mm-hmm. and do it. My Lenny, who I know for a fact, as long as he's here mm-hmm. and as long as I'm here, vice versa, mm-hmm. our families are fine with what we have together. So that makes me sleep at night to know that whoever I bring into this world mm. after me is straight, mm. you know, and, and they don't ever have to sell those properties ever. Mm. They could just keep refinancing them after 20 years, right. pull money out. They can keep collecting rents. My, my thing was also with the long term, the birth strategy is great because you're buying something. Mm. It's like an infinite return. Mm. You're buying something. If you do the numbers right, you get your money back. Mm. You still keep 20%, 25% equity in the property. Right? Mm. Somebody else is there paying off the mortgage for you. So you're not paying the debt. So when it's paid off, you've collected all that rent. Now it doubles because now you have no note. Right. So I go from three hundred dollars a door to six fifty like that. Seven hundred. Right. Um, and then obviously that those properties they they accumulate and you could make ten, twenty thousand dollars a month passively. Mm. Like just through rental income. So that's why it was for me. The fix and flips I'm more getting into right now because I'm looking to use that money to fund bigger deals. Right. Because I don't want to be a slumlord. Like, I don't want my portfolio to be all Section 8, although mm-hmm. I love it. I, I didn't miss not one payment, thank God, go. right. 
during COVID. COVID. That's Did great. not. Right. I know people who got crushed, man. Right, right, right. Like, for real. Like, right, really right. got crushed. Right. Um, so I'm extremely thankful for that. Uh, and plus, just to get into the Section 8 thing real quick, because a lot of people hit me up about that, too. Like, oh, you're a slumlord. Like, Section 8, this and that's got a stigma. Bro, we have tenants who walk into these houses. I don't even do anything crazy to these houses. Mm-hmm. I make them look nice. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, like, like Home Depot finishes. We're not right. talking about, like, top of... These people walk in these houses... And it's like nothing they've ever seen before. Right. They're so inclined to like take care of my property more than somebody else's mm-hmm. just because they don't want, they, they're so grateful for these things. It's like people are like, oh, Section 8, like, like, you know, the neighborhood's trash. They're going to break windows. Thank God, knock on wood. I know I'm going to make this noise right now. <laughs> but I haven't had none of that. Right. Like these people really take care of these properties because right. they just, they appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So, I love Section Eight. That's that's like boom. There it is. That's my shit. But um, the fix and flip, we do want to get involved with because we're looking to fund, you know, through credit and things like that. Now we have funding through credit to buy these properties. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to get involved with like making that big chunk of change, like thirty plus thousand profit, mm-hmm. and go fund a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flips are taking us there. We're still doing. Uh, the birth strategy deals as they come up. Mm. But now we're trying to like diversify the portfolio. We're mm. trying to have what we have, Section 8, and we want to go attack some bigger multi multifamily units. Right. So that's that's the play right there. But the buying hole for me was where I started. It'll always be my bread and butter. Mm. It's for generational wealth. Um, you know, long live this video, hopefully a thousand, <laughs> however long the internet's here, my son may watch this one day and be like, you yeah. know, th- it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's really why I'm doing it. Got you. Okay, and la- last last question to close this thing out. Finish this sentence for me. You should not consider becoming a real estate investor if blank. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Honestly, um, you really shouldn't consider becoming a real estate investor if you're not willing to take a risk. Mm, okay. Um, if you're not willing to take risks... And you're going to take a loss. I've taken losses. It mm. happens. But you have to be able to take a risk. If you're not willing to do that, then it's not It's not for you. Mm. It's really not because there is risk that comes with it. They're all calculated risks, but I've had plenty of deals where they look great on paper, mm-hmm. all the numbers work out, mm-hmm. and then I get a contract to show up. Mm-hmm. He promises me the world. Mm-hmm. And a three- or four-month project turns into eight months, nine months. Every time I call him, I had this one contract that he had COVID seven times this year. I don't know how he got it. He got I, Every time I call him, oh, I got COVID. <laughs> like, bro, you just came off quarantine from the last one. How'd you get it again? Like, that's how, that's how often it was. And then, you know, oh, I, you know, things always come up. You'd be surprised. But mm-hmm. um, if you're not willing to take a risk, mm-hmm. then this, this, this ain't for you. There it is. So. My brother, thank you so much. Yep, thank you for having Look, me. Look, man, tell the people where they can find you, of course. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Joseph underscore Trotter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing but uh, nothing but content on there. My son, my mm-hmm. family. That's really <laughs> ultimately what's what's first to me. You could you could burn the money tomorrow. It don't matter as long as I got that. I'll be straight. Family. Um, I'm not really on anything on anything else. Mm-hmm. You can get me on Facebook, Joseph Trotter. Actually, I I do have a page on Facebook, but I'm. I'm not that active on it, but Instagram is is where you can find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like I said, everybody, my uh, my page is open to anybody mm-hmm. and everybody. Um, you know, DM me, you ask questions. Like I always make time to talk to people because ultimately, this isn't hard. It's right. not. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Um, all you really need to do is just 
be willing to take a risk and, and uh, have some sacrifice and put the work in. Put the work in. That's there it. it is. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this has been another amazing uh, video. If you haven't already, uh, take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day to go ahead and smash the like button and show this video some love. And also tap in with my brother, uh, Joseph Trout, on Instagram for any and all real estate questions that you may have. Uh, appreciate y'all for tapping in and also uh, subscribe as well for future content that's all the way on the way. I've been good. Y'all have been great. This has been amazing. As always, thank you and God bless. Peace.